Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you let us know where you think we got it right and where we completely botched it which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com or our other social channels. So let's get into it. What are we talking about today, Brian? Well, I don't think we could uh, explain to anybody in the future what this moment is like if we didn't talk about our reliance on uh, people not crossing lines that we've deemed mm. uncrossable. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've said or thought or heard somebody say they wouldn't do that. Right. And then, <laughs> and then, Boom. What do you know they do that? So, for example, uh, you know, you and I were talking just a couple minutes ago. If you would have told us in 2008, right. or 2010, or 2014, probably, right. there'll come a time where a state will will take the front-running candidate for a political party off the ballot. Like, right. with, they wouldn't do that. Like, no. okay, I get they won't like them. Every every election, somebody's pissed. They, they yep. are stuck with a guy for four years they didn't like, whatever. Right. But they wouldn't actually, like, take him off the ballot. Right. You couldn't do that. No. Well, we, we've seen that. If you would have told me in those same years, 2000, 2008, 2014, in your lifetime, people are going to are gonna choose at the age of 7 or 12 that they're the opposite gender, and they will cut off their breasts or their penis or whatever. Right. And this will be not only socially acceptable, but pushed as and, and celebrated. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you don't get on board, you're the weirdo. I would have yeah. been like... No way. No, there's no there's no way that's going to happen. Right. And much I think much of uh, uh people in general not I mean you and I are talking about this so we're the I guess we're kind of an exception here but much of the reason people are not interested in having conversations is because they're just kind of relying on this. They wouldn't do that. Right. And they're just hoping it'll, or... it'll just it'll just peter itself out. Yeah. They wouldn't cross a line that's that bad. Right. But Every every if the the clip at which we're crossing lines that are that bad yeah. is is the frequencies and the severity speeding up. It is, and and the and the reason for that, I think, is that the the hyperbole around the reason for crossing those lines is accelerating as well. Yeah. So you know, every election cycle, we're told this is the most important election yes. of all time, and democracy is on the yeah. ballot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what in in with regard to Trump, the the folks in Colorado and the people that are just, uh, you know, completely, you know, Trump is Hitler kind of yeah. thing. That crowd yeah. says if Trump wins, it's going to be a dictatorship. Yeah, and he's fascist, and the yeah. end of American freedom is coming. So, in we were talking last time about about when things accelerate to the point where a leader like Lincoln takes unconstitutional action. Yeah. Well, that can only be justified in the most extreme circumstances. Right. And so therefore these lines that get crossed yeah. that you and I are talking about uh, are lines that probably most of those people wouldn't have crossed before, except they believe that it's, it's the end of history. Yeah. If we don't do this crazy extreme thing. Yeah. I think they, you know, I, I, I remember the time I started voting, my first election I voted in was 92. I was still in high school, but I get to vote because right. I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a slow learner. So I was, <laughs> I was older than most kids, my, my, most of my class. But I remember standing in line and 
And it was the year Ross Perot ran. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I remember. I was going to vote for Ross Perot because I was a young, hip 18-year-old. Yep. We're going to yeah. revolutionize the world or whatever. Absolutely. Anyhow, and I remember hearing all those things you said, like, this is the most consequential election of our time, yeah. and this is the whatever. And it was when um, they they went after Mitt Romney and said he's going to keep black people in chains. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the most milk toast. Like, right. like this guy... He's he's asexual almost. Right. Like he's he's as harmless as they come. Right, right. This guy is gonna is the next like you know, he was the next Hitler then right. because he was the Republican, right? Yeah. That's when they lost me. I was like, okay, if you're going after Mitt Romney like that, yeah, like this is on. just rhetoric. It's not it's not sincere, it's not genuine. Yeah. You just don't like people who don't have your view. So anyone right. that has a different view, you're going to lump in as this. And that's right. when that's really honestly, that's that's kind of when they, they started to lose me. Like sure. you know, when I was young, I was, you know. Again, my first election, I was going to vote for H. Ross Perot yeah, because he was something new, and he I was, was. kind of tired of the old. And he had great charts, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the the giant sucking sound yeah, and right. all that, you know. Um, and and but if you if you looked at like how I how my brain worked and how I thought things should be, I was yeah. probably I was probably more of a Democrat for sure, for sure. than a Republican. And yeah. as I got older, I probably was more libertarian. Yep. And now, by modern standards, I'm the what is it, ultra MAGA extremist <laughs> Republican. <laughs> that's that's the that's the the category I'm in now. And, right. and by the way, I don't think my views have changed one bit. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that I still have. I, I think I have, have stayed pretty steadfast. Yep. There's probably a few things I've changed my mind on. Sure, you know, but but more or less, I don't think I've changed all that much. Um, but every one of these things is has been hyperbolic. Now, right. at the same time, in recent years, though. It's kind of the opposite. It's not hyperbole. It's, it's like, wait, they wouldn't do that, right? They wouldn't. They wouldn't take away your kid in, you know, from the. They wouldn't take a kid away from the parents for not supporting a sex change operation right, when they're right, nine, right? Yeah, they exactly. wouldn't do that. That's impossible. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's and here it is. It, it's here. It's not. This this is not hyperbole. Yep. This is a real life law in at least yep. one state I know of, California. Yep. And there might be others. I don't know. But they literally would take a child away from the parents. The parents yeah. say, no, the best thing for my child is to not have their penis cut off, right. but to grow out of this phase or wait until they're an adult to make oh, a decision. A then you <laughs> cannot have the, that the child must be taken away. Yeah. And the, there's these sacred lines that like this relationship, the child's relationship with the state is more important than the child's relationship with the parent. Right. Right. That's a line that just like, there's again, Six years ago, there's no way they would do that. Right. I would say that, and, yeah. and but but now I think we we are the number of us counting on that is diminishing. Yeah, but there's still I, I don't know. What do you think? Seventy, eighty percent of the people probably are just like, okay, this is going to blow over. They'll, Absolutely they'll get tired of it. They wouldn't cross certain lines. Yeah, these guys are arguing over petty stuff. It's getting a little more serious, but there's certain things they just wouldn't cross. Well, I think uh, the United States in particular is a very aspirational country. You know, we couldn't have come as far as we have and you know, create the greatest economy or, you know, the, the greatest, uh, uh, most country. impressive Dave. You said most, impressive. Oh, most impressive. Yeah. <laughs> wrong word, wrong word, wrong word. Greatest economy. Better, yeah, better yeah. Let the memory hole people take that's, that segment and that's put right. it down where it needs to be. <laughs> but as, as an aspirational people, we like to believe that we can do anything, you know, there, you know, Reagan ran on the city on the hill and, you know, all, all of these types of things. So we, we like to believe that things are, are going to get better. America, every Republican, actually, probably every Democrat says America's best days are still ahead while at the same time, 
you know, doing things to prevent that from being the case. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, they say that the best days are because they're going to like turn everything completely upside down, right? right? Like re- take control and of it. revolutionize yeah. everything. Yeah. Right. So of course they have to be better at it. Yeah. Well, and so I, I think we, I think what happens then is, is in pursuit of whatever agenda there is, there's a continual incremental eroding of, of the basic fabric of our society. And what's happening now is that's, that's accelerating. It's accelerating faster than it was before. I mean, so, you know, if you go back to 1972, the idea behind abortion was, well, it's going to be uh, a safe and rare, you know, it, it was going to be, it wasn't going to be a big thing. It's like, let's let that this happen and that it's not going to happen very much. Well, and then from there, it accelerated. Yeah. Um, and, and the philosophy behind it, the sort of the, uh, sexual freedom behind that accelerated. Right. Well, and, and now we're at a point where, as we're talking about, uh, we can, we can play fast and loose with scientific facts such as, you can't, there's no such thing as a sex change. It never yeah. has been. Yeah. I mean, that's not scientifically possible. Now, if I, I, I asked somebody one time, uh, one of the major college campuses said, what if I came to your college campus and I said, uh, uh, men are only men or something like that? Well, you'd be escorted off by campus security <laughs> that's right, that's for right. that kind of heretical thing yeah, you'd yeah, be yeah. saying there. But it's, it's a scientific fact. Yeah. And so, so, and I think I've we, not heard of a chromosome, uh, uh, transfer, uh, transfusion. Yeah. I don't there's, think there's no such thing as a to, chromosome to my trans, knowledge, that's transfusion still yet. Outside of sciences <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. technology. We're not quite there. We're working on it, but not quite there yet. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll happen someday, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, but, but who needs it when we can just proclaim it by, by right. fiat, by, yeah, yeah. by saying that yeah. we're going to wave the little magic wand and it's going to happen. So, you know, this, this, this acceleration when, when, when that happens and what used to be outrageous is no longer outrageous, then the next greater outrageous thing becomes plausible. Yeah. And then it's not just plausible. It becomes, yes, we're going to do this. And then it becomes not just we're going to do this and it's plausible. If you don't accept it, yeah. then you're the wacko. Yeah, there is a, I, I, and I had some, I, I don't have it in front of me, but there, there is kind of a pathway from, um, it's acceptable to, um, uh, you know, the, the gap between acceptable to celebrated. There's like yeah. four or five steps in right. there. Right. And, and these things do like, they graduate to the next step. So right. it's, it's tolerated and then it's, it, you know, maybe it's acceptable and then it's common right. and then it's expected and then or celebrated and expected. Right. And if you don't, if you don't, if you're not in lockstep with where we're at on these things, like you're the problem. Exactly. And you're the rube for sticking with the old way, like you're archaic thinking. Thanks, Graham. Just go there and shut up and just, <laughs> just go there and, you know, bide your time until you keel over for us, us young smart people to come right, and take exactly. over. But there's real consequences for this. Like, you know, yeah. the border is a great example. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the I heard of uh, some bureaucrat in some agency like seven years ago, five years ago, whenever it was. Uh, so this would have been, you know, 2018 to 2016, uh, somewhere in there, right. saying, like, if we had 4,000 people a day coming over the border, like, we would be overwhelmed, right? right? right. And then we hit 14,000 yesterday right. or something like yeah, that. Exactly. And and so this those kinds of things, like, well, if, if 4,000 is where we're overwhelmed, like, they, they wouldn't let it get past, like, 2,500, right? right? Exactly. And even 2,500, you start doing the math, I'm like, well, that's, that's quite a few people yeah. a, a year, you know, and um, and now that we're at these staggering numbers right. and the percentage of people like you and I have talked before, like the percentage of people that clearly don't like us right. and clearly would do very harmful things. It's yep. probably in the hundreds or maybe even thousands, thousands now. Probably, yeah. And the amount of damage they could do is just un- unimaginable. Yeah. And these are the kind of things we all 
well, they wouldn't let that happen. Right. But they are. Yeah. And and not only is it acceptable, it's to be celebrated. Right. And if you're not on the side of you better be celebrating it. So it's not just that the bad things are happening. It's not just happening that they're the scale they're happening. Right. It's not just the big consequences are there. It's if you speak up, you are the problem. Right. And so it's kind of like a double edged sword. Like like, yeah. like we're gonna like we're gonna harm you with the thing that is bad, and then we're gonna also harm you if you don't get on board and celebrate us for doing this to you. It's it's kind of a diabolical thing. Well, it is. It's it's. I mean, if there's any positive part of that, that it's self limiting because eventually the whole system blows up. Right. I mean, well, and these people who are are all for like these proclaiming themselves as other sexes, like right. they can't procreate. There is some Darwinism. Ironically, it's kind of Darwinian thing. Yeah, ironically, the the ones who believe in Darwin are going to phase themselves out. (laughs) Well, part of the problem, I think, too, is that we have a belief that it's 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 normalcy bias. The this idea that you can everything's going to continue along, it's all going to be just fine. Even though we change the fundamental underpinnings of everything in our t- entire society, yeah. the the freedom that we have, the economic you know uh, uh, power that we've got, the standard of living that we've got, all these things will continue along just fine, even if we completely take out all the supports of the system that right. have made it made it happen in the first place. Yeah. And that's that's one of the that's the delusion of the change agent. The change agent thinks that. Uh, I'm just going to make things better, not realizing that the way things are, the good things, uh, along with the bad, are because of the system that was in place before. Yeah, and so mm, that's that, that's where it ultimately ends up being self defeating. Yeah, and I think that like the, the the topics we get hung up on, like you and I today have talked about the 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 border yeah. and the the kids with their their you know different gender identity right. and all that kind of stuff. We lose sight of like the real fundamental stuff, like. What made this country great? And I hope that if if you and I and people like us are considered the rubes of time and we're people <laughs> 70 years from now are glad guys right. like you and I aren't around anymore right. to yeah. screw things up. But that's the way they think. I Okay, fine. I can wrap my head around that. Yeah. I hope they can, like, and the reason I like doing this, show, this podcast with you is to talk about this is explain, like, here's why we thought this way. Like, what was great about our country and the piece, one of the things that's slipping away was even if you and I really dis- disagreed about something. Right. I valued you as a human and I showed that I valued you as a human by saying, I will fight to the death your ability to say what you want to say because you have every right to say what you want to say as I do, even right. though I can't stand what you're saying. Right, exactly. That was a way of demonstrating, like in a real, measurable, objective right. way, that I valued you as a human, right. which was different than the serfdom we'd all come from. And, exactly. the, and the different religions had their hierarchy and right. our king is going to go kill your king and right. whatever. We, we grew out of that and we said, right. I can disagree with you and still 100% respect you as a human being and, and fight to allow you to have your right. say because you are equal to me. And that's how we demonstrated that. Right. And now that's not what we have. Now right. we have a hierarchy of who gets to speak. And we, and we don't talk about this part that that's not just, it's not just words. Right. It's diminishing each other as human beings based on a, a value that's assessed. By this elite group of people, or the whatever system that right. you know, again, I want to get too too tinfoil hatty or whatever, but <laughs> but somebody somewhere is deciding who gets to be a full valued person, who gets to be a partially valued person. Right. Somebody is deciding whether it's Mark Zuckerberg or whoever in right. Facebook. There's arbiters of who's a whole person and whose whose point of view is worthy of being heard right. and who's not. And losing that is 
that's that's more it's a bigger deal to me than the border it's a bigger deal to me than the the transgender thing yeah all these things are symptoms of that or or loosely tied to that but that's a that's a huge thing that i don't think is really like i don't know how to explain it i mean well i mean if if you think about it it's really we had a set of of values a shared set of values so Mm -hmm. the We've talked about it before where the ACLU supported the, uh, the, they hated the Nazis, but they, right. they supported their right to express their views. Yeah. So there was a shared set of values that free speech was important, that individual expression was important, that these things, even though we disagree on how that happens, we, we agree on this, yeah. on this basic thing. And, and what you're talking about then, I think is we have, have that is now being undermined for a return to what we left before. Yeah. What we left before were kings telling us what to do. Yeah. Were kings and royalty and the people with all the money. If you want to do uh hunger games, it's the people in the capital telling the people in the districts what to do. Yeah. And having all the benefit. And and that's kind of what the, that's a reversal of what the American experiment has been since the beginning. It right. was, you know, uh, it's a republic. If you can keep it, ma'am, it's a, a government by the people, for the people, of the people. Right. As opposed to what we see now are powerful, rich think tanks that all fly in on their, on their private jets and tell us not to drive our cars. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's the elites and, and the common people and you as a common person aren't allowed to have an opinion right. that differs from the prescribed opinion of the elites. So it really is a reversal back to the age of kings and emperors again. It's at least a reversal back to the, to, I don't know if that's quite back to the Jim Crow era yet or not, but it's, it's heading that direction. So yeah. if you look at before the civil rights movement in the sixties, you know, um, the, the, where we were there and there are certain parts of the country where people couldn't say like the utopia I just sure. described wherever we yep. were all equal. There's parts of the country where that was not the Absolutely case based right. on things like the color of your skin, yep. based on your religion. Uh, uh, but there was small pockets. The, yep. the idea was there. And, and I think we made measurable progress for many years oh, coming out of slavery and things absolutely. like that. And then that, in that, the pockets where that was not the norm really shrank. Yeah. And at the apex, probably around 2008, 2010. Yeah. And then boom, we like a springboard. We're heading back. Now we're choosing criteria differently than we did. It's not, yeah. it's not race and religion so much anymore. It is education. Yeah. It is uh, socioeconomic for sure. Yep. Uh, so, so the, and it the, is victim status. Yeah. For, victim yeah. 100%. Status. <laughs> so we're using different criteria to create. The scapegoats and the villains, the heroes and, yep. and, uh, uh, the victims. Um, but it's, we are regressing at least since 2008. I'd say we at least regressed back to the early seventies. I mean, sure. it kind of feels like that's kind of the, the amount we've regressed back to from this kind of idea where we, the pockets of that, of that, uh, you know, I value you 100%. Right. And, and the pockets where that wasn't the norm were very, very small and very rural parts of right. the South or whatever or in, you know, North. Idaho, for example, like there's little pockets, but it was, it was pervasive, you know, in the, in the twenties or forties or whatever, let's sure. say, and now it's pervasive again. So maybe it has gone back a hundred years in like 15 years. Well, I don't know. Well, it has because I mean, we, we call it by different names now, Yeah, but we've, the, the elites have returned us to segregation. Yep. I mean, we just had this controversy the other day here, not to be too much about current events, but we've had this controversy the other day about the Boston mayor having different you know, yeah. racial Christmas parties. Yeah. So, you know. And Harvard and Ivy League schools have had different uh, graduation ceremonies for a yeah, handful for, of years for now. Different, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and when I grew up and when I learned about, about the, uh, the, 
the South before civil rights. And, uh, you know, you had a white water fountain and yeah. a black water fountain. Water and those fountain. images are iconic because they yeah. showed where we were right. and where we are. Well, where we, we were, were a little while now, back, yeah, just, like, just recently, just, recently, just yeah. recently, we were in a place where that was considered. And, you know, when I grew up and I looked at that and, you know, I was in a very multiracial school and school district. And I, what you mean? My friend over here, he, he, he wouldn't be able to. I, right. I, I thought that was just weird. Yeah. I thought it was just bizarre. Yeah. And, and as a country, I mean, there, not that there was never, you know, during my lifetime, there was, there's always been discrimination. Yeah. I'm sure there always will yeah. be, but we'd come such a far away from that. Mm -hmm. But now we've got, we've, and now it's not just two races. It's, it's a whole multiplicity of races and identities and really based on that. But it really of, comes down to either you're, you're in the, on the team of the righteous yeah, or you're on the team of the old rubes. Absolutely. Like, yes, like, there's different symptoms and there are different, there's different, um, categories to talk about but right. you're, you're either on the left team or the right team on many things yeah. um and we and we kind of go back to what we, how we started this whole conversation was we keep we keep telling ourselves this is sacred they won't push it right. that they far. won't go that far they won't go that far and then and they do they do and and we, we're finding ourselves down this like kind of spiraling kind of effect and again going back to why you and i are doing this or at least why i'm doing this is is explain to folks what this is like yeah. because they're inevitably going to say, why didn't you say anything? Right. Well, this is one of the most compelling reasons I think people don't say anything is because they're just, they're just hunkering down, just waiting leave. for it to blow over and saying <laughs> they won't cross this line. Yeah. And, and, and like, it reminds me of that saying, like, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was maybe not even a famous person, but you know, I didn't stand up when they went after the Jews and I didn't yeah. stand up when they went after the Protestants. I didn't right. stand up when they went after the Catholics. I didn't stand up when they went after the laborers or whatever, yeah. whatever the saying is. And then when they came for me, there was nobody to stand up for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of feels like that is exactly what's happening again. Like we're collectively, many of us are staying silent, just waiting for this to blow over. Right. Yeah. It's affecting the people in California with their kids. Yeah. It sucks to be them, but yeah. thank God it's not here. Right. Um, and then pretty soon, boom, it's here. You know? Well, and, that, and that's what we have to, that's the lesson that, I hope, I think we hope that Kenny G learns from our era is that, and hopefully we have learned or, or are, are learning for facing the next things that are coming. Yeah. That, that if this incrementalism that's been, I mean, it really, you can trace it back in, in our lifetime to what's happened in higher education from like the sixties onward, this incremental yeah. idea of changing the centuries long, um, uh, development of human rights being your right to speak, your right to, to uh, live where you want, freedom of expression and lots of different. So all of these freedoms, all these basic freedoms <clears throat> began to be incrementally, intellectually dismantled, right. deconstructed, deconstructionism, they yeah. call it. Um, and, and if we, if we don't at some point recognize that that's happening and then say, no, this next step you know, no, we're not, we're not going to go along with that. We're going to speak out. We're yeah. going to say no. We're going to push back on that. We're going to defund whatever it is that does that. We're going to, we're going to push back to, you know, the, uh, the, the elites these days are horrified that parents would want to be involved in their school children's, uh, schools and the school boards. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're horrified. <laughs> I mean, what was it? The, the, uh, the FBI had a, a memo circulating about these potential terrorists that are mm -hmm. parents joining school boards. I yeah. mean, come on, give me a break. Well, you know, you're going to be on a list now, Dave. Oh, 
on. Brian, Brian, we've been doing this podcast for so but I'm sure we're on plenty of lists. So there's plenty of people that are, you know, full lists. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think it was Yuri Bezmanov. Was that the guy's name that came over and sat in with like 60 minutes and like walked them through the, the, oh, the plan? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, it was Bezmanov yeah. was his name. I, I, I'm probably getting it wrong, but it was something like that. It's a very Russian yeah. name. Yeah. And he's Duh. with like, you know, whatever, 60 minutes or, or 2020 or whatever it was back then. This yeah. is like probably 1984, I'm right. going to guess, 82, somewhere in there. And he literally gives them the playbook. Right. Like he says, and then we're going to go into the schools and right. we're going to go out to your universities and we're going to do this. And so even back then, you know, and I remember seeing this 10 years after it came out, so yeah. probably the early 90s. Yeah. And I remember thinking like even that, like, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Stop it. Get out of here. <laughs> yep. And if you look back now, 40 years later, there is not a single thing that he mentioned that's not, yeah. I can't point to and say, yeah. I see it there. I've seen it there. Right. I, this is happening over there. Yeah. Even when they tell us, even explicitly, yeah. even when, like, uh, uh, one of my favorite things I've heard in the last few months is a friend of mine was, I'm going to get the story wrong because I'm relaying a story he told me. But yeah. It was like his child's friend or his, his, his child's boyfriend or something like that. Um, they were having a conversation about this stuff, you know, like the great, great reset and whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and talked about like, well, you know, that here, the plan is for, you know, you to eat bugs and not be able to travel <laughs> on airplanes and stuff like right. that. And, and the, and the kid was like, you're crazy. Where do you get this information? And the guy goes, well, it's, it's from the book they wrote. And, and he was arguing over this great reset thing. He's right. saying the great reset, that's a, that's a myth. That's right. a, you're right. crazy. And then the guy says, well, you should read the book. And like they write the stuff out. And the guy goes, yeah. well, fine. What's the book called? It, it, it's called the, the great reset. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> they were literally like, yeah, they say this stuff. Right. You're going it's to eat bugs. Open. No, they don't mean we're going to eat bugs. Come on. They don't. The silent part is being set up. You're not going to, you're not going to have, you're going to have, we're not going to have beef anymore. Yeah. They, they don't mean they're uh, going to have beef anymore. And then you look over in the Netherlands or whatever, and they've right. like outlawed cattle, cattle, or they killed 30 million cattle, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Keep, yeah. There's so much stuff like this. It's hard to keep track of. And, yeah. And you go from, they don't mean that, to like, it used to be a few years, and now it's like, you know, three weeks. Right, yeah. <laughs> the thing in the Netherlands was just a few months ago. The pace. Well, yeah, and in, in, in Berlin, they just had a bunch of farmers, you know, the, the filled marching on Berlin because of the, the new environmental regulations, yeah. which are for, for our own good, in theory. But no, I'm sorry, you can't eat. You know, these, these, are, these are unapproved vegetables. These right. are unapproved animals. Uh, you know, yeah. And, and, and it serves dual purpose to both control and and put the put the ability of the elites to forward an agenda that's a, that's an unnatural um you know doesn't take into account how human beings really are right and that's part of part of the problem i mean i'm all for positive change yeah positive change is a great thing i'm a tech guy i love tech you know but it can be used positively or negatively right and what's happening now really does go back to that model of of control and controllers, uh, or, or controlled and controllers. Yeah. And that, that's a, and America, of course, is the biggest impediment to that because we've had the most free society in the history of the world. Right. But, uh, anymore, we've, we've become so beat up by the barrage of, of daily, you know, what you think is normal, Brian, is absolutely abnormal. It always right. has been abnormal. And if you believe it, you're a, a, uh, a bigot and a racist and yeah. all these things. Or just not smart enough to keep up with how things should be. To keep up with right. keep up with yeah. the plan. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, exactly. you're, you're archaic. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? Like, so we're we're at the end of the year as we're recording this now. It's yeah. December 2023. Uh, for Kenny G, I don't know if this is a thing where, when when you're live, but for 
for our generation at our time, it's sometimes a time for prognostication. It's right. sometimes a, a time for goal setting and yeah. like, hey, next year we're going to really do this or that. Right. What are what are things that you think will will that we're currently saying right now? They wouldn't do that. That over the next couple of years, we'll be saying, "Holy shit, they're really doing that." Well, it seems that the. I mean, I think you have to look at the impediments to centralized control, and say what impediments still exist to centralized control. Mm-hmm. So why why do the elites get so exercised about parents? Well, because the fundamental unit of society is the family and the parents are at the head of that. Mm-hmm. So therefore that power structure is at odds with the, with the elite control of everything that happens. So I think we can then therefore extrapolate from that. It, it, it would be logical for them to attempt to roll back more and more parent rights, more and more yeah. parent control over education, over nutrition, over yeah. transportation. They're, they're definitely fighting school choice. There's no question definitely about that. They definitely choice. want people to go to school where they want them to go to school. Right. No question about that. And, and it's all, it's all under the guise of fairness. It's yeah. all under the guise of, uh, of equity. Yeah. It's all under the guise of, of, of making sure that we have a more uh, integrated society but it's really disintegrated society. So I think parental rights will continue to be pushed at and, and pushed harder at, especially now. I think it's, it's a battlefield. I think the one of the biggest battlefields is parental rights right now. Yeah. And therefore, uh, as people push back and say, no, you're not going to tell my kid this. You're not going to show my kid pornography in fifth grade. Yeah. What I consider pornography, you're not going to do that. That is going to become yeah. a, a more heavy battleground. Along those lines mm-hmm. with that specifically, I, I, as you were talking, I was just picturing the videos I've seen of people at school boards reading the books to the school board <laughs> yes, that are in the library. Right. And what struck me as you were saying that is as I'm, as I'm playing those videos in my mind, yeah. it covers all races, all genders, all ethnicities, does, yes. all religions. Yeah. This is like the one thing that, you know, I mean, the last one I saw was a, a pretty good sized black man. Yeah. The one before that I saw was a petite white woman. The one yeah. before that I saw was like <laughs> a, a guy from uh, India or something like yeah. that. Um, it covers everyone. Yeah. Everyone is united on this. Yes. We will decide when our kids learn about sex. We exactly. will like discern. We will decide what our kids learn right. about sex. We will decide what is decent and indecent as right. it relates to sex with our kids. This is a unifying thing. I, th- I think you have to be right because yeah. if they can't break that, yeah. then then they really have nothing, right? Exactly, and, that, and that's why I think they'll. They're, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna give up ground though. They won't give up ground on that. They will push harder and harder right. on that. And that's why, you know, you, you saw. So what's the part you think that you'll we'll be looking back and say, man, a year ago, I thought they wouldn't do that. But then I they wouldn't do it. be surprised if we saw them actually taking legal action against against parents uh, uh, that are. I mean, they've tried to do that. There's, yeah. there's been people arrested. Sure. But I wouldn't be surprised to see an acceleration of legal action against parents taking their kids away from them for speaking out at school board yeah. meetings. This type of thing. I, that that seems to be because you know, don't mess with mama bear, right? I yeah. mean, you know, there's there's nothing more fierce than For a mother sure. who yeah. thinks her kids in, in, in trouble. So yeah. that that seems to me I, I have a couple. The one there the one that I remember the first time I heard about this was pro I was probably like twelve years old. And I didn't really get it at the time. Right. I heard about a cashless society like oh, yeah. my whole life. And I'm like, okay, well first of all I didn't understand like Yeah. Well you understand the, the consequences of it then. Like right. I, I heard adults talk about why it was bad when I was like, yeah. you know, ten or twelve or whatever. 
I never really got it. I'm like, who cares? You don't have to carry cash. Right. Like, what's the big deal? And then I remember like a year ago, I watched this video of this guy again in Europe with the, like, he's the, you know, like Klaus Schwab, where you couldn't yeah. create a better villain. <laughs> yeah. This guy is like the, he weighs like 400 pounds right. and he's got that Buddy Holly glasses right. on. And he's like, well, the $100 bill that's spent today, we have no idea where it was spent yesterday. I'm right. Like, why do you give a shit? So like, why, like, so why do exactly. you care? Right. Exactly. And again, so in the, even a year ago, when I saw that video going, they won't push this. They won't, yeah. they won't do that. But I, I don't see a path where they won't do that. Sure. Because if you can turn off somebody's bank account, you, they're, unless they're in a like off grid somewhere like deep in the woods in right. Nevada or Arizona or Utah yep. or some, I, you know, Alaska, like yep. they got to be pretty deep to not be affected by that. Right. You, well, you capture everyone. So, you know, they're calling it central bank digital currency. Right. They, the, one of the things that's a great threat to, to central control are things like Bitcoin and Ethereum yeah. because they don't have government imprimatur yeah. on them. Well, but Vanguard just in BlackRock, they're 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 overcoming that. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> along with yeah. With, our, with the help of our legislators, they're, maybe, they're overcoming that. But maybe Tennessee will be able to get <laughs> yeah. to take care of that for, for them. But, but so yeah, CBDCs is is a thing that like I, I not very long ago I, I was pretty staunchly like they won't yeah. really push that. Like, right. it, like what kind of freedom can you have if you don't have freedom of like buying things without the government right. knowing and. I, I had no doubt that. And, and of course, along those same lines, what can you buy without them knowing? Where can you go without them right. no going? Yeah. So the yeah. idea of the or without GPS, them granting permission. Or yes, exactly. So if you've got your car and they've got an off switch and they don't want you to go yeah. to that rally and they can turn it off because they're tracking your yeah. miles to, to to tax you on your miles anyway, then yeah, then yeah. then there's another restriction of freedom. And the question is for each of these things, <clears throat> which one? Is going to be the Boston Tea Party experience. Yeah. Because, you know, what the, the whole, you know, people read about today and a few pennies basically caused that tipping point to happen. I mean, right. hardly anything at all. I mean, we get, I get taxed more on this bottle of water than, you know, a, a ton of tea yeah. in, in, in 1775. But it's hard to predict. Which one of those things is really straw that broke the camel's back? Straw that broke the camel's back. And, and that's where, that's where both sides underestimate the people that are pushing it that I could push a little bit further. I could yeah. push a little bit further. And then there reaches a point that maybe nobody can predict that it's just. One yeah. I think for sure, for sure. <laughs> the thing that if there is ever a fuse ignited, it would yeah. likely not be a big thing. Like you and I are talking about, right. it would probably be some insignificant thing you and I would not see coming. Exactly. What other big things do you think there will be that you'll, you'll look back on 10 years ago. There was a point where I thought they would never do that. And then right. all of a sudden, boom, they did it. Well, I think that, that I mean, we're already part of the way towards. I mean, you look at your your basics. You look at your transportation, your economy, your housing. Mm -hmm. So the the controlling of your natural resources, especially for people that live like I do out in a rural area. Yeah. If they decide, well, no, the water that's under your land is not your water; it's our water, and mm -hmm. we're going to regulate how much of that you can take out of the land. Yeah. Um, so the, the controlling of all the natural resources to then force people to live in the cities, in the big cities. Right. I think that's a, that's a significant one, making it harder and harder and harder for people to live. A rural in, lifestyle. A rural lifestyle or even a suburban lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's much more efficient for the government if we're all in big, mega, mega large. Yeah, you I mean, know, you, you have to go door to door to weld doors closed on, on houses where right. like in there when there's. 
you know, COVID in Wuhan, you can, right. if they're in an apartment building, you can just weld one door. Exactly. And you got a thousand people. Turn walking. off the elevator. We, everybody from the top can't we, get to the bottom. We learned that in 2020, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the, the, the next one that comes to mind for me is, um, which again, going back to 1986 or 88, 84, whatever, when Robocop came out, yeah. I remember kind of thinking, oh, that's kind of quaint. That's kind of a cool story, whatever. <laughs> they didn't really do that. Right. And now you see the videos of the robot dogs that are police yeah. dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, they're really doing this. Like, yeah. like at the same time, they're, they're talking about, you know, how dangerous Tesla is because they're pissed at Elon Musk right, right now. So <laughs> exactly. everything he touches is like, yeah, you know, right. a nuclear bomb Can't waiting to go off. Right. Yep. Um, there was, you know, one person who, when it was pitch black, rode a bicycle completely off a curb in front of a car, a self-driving car. Right. And the person got hit and maybe killed or hurt yeah. really badly, whatever it was a couple of years ago. Um, that was like the, the, the end because that was around the time he was right. talking about buying X or Twitter or whatever. Um, Meanwhile, at the same time, they're having that conversation about how dangerous that is. Right. And there was an there was a uh, article in a, in was like Newsweek or something like that. Um, we we're talking about how um, the uh, what's the what's the the Tesla truck? What's it called? Oh, the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck. Yeah. The Cybertruck. If it hits you, like it it hurts. It'll hurt you. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it's got sharp edges. Way different than the F one fifty that'll mow you right, over. Right. Exactly. So anyhow, yeah. at the same time, yeah, they're they're that. critiquing everything about the Cybertruck and and Tesla. Yeah. Like. These robot cyber police dogs that yeah. like would <laughs> what you're defensing against oh, yeah. that. They're gonna turn those loose on you in Central Park and if you're out at ten oh one PM or whatever, like that yeah. seems like it's coming down the road. Well, and Portland already has in, in Oregon a, a little robot kind of thing patrolling the streets. So there's, yeah. there's some small robots. I mean right now they're kinda of cute, kinda of wally, kind of esque. But yeah. you know Well these robot dogs I've seen in New York City are not that. Yeah. They're 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 and again, I don't know to what degree they're out like patrolling. Yeah. But they, I've absolutely seen videos of them like on the street. And, again, well, they- and so along those same lines, extrapolating out from that, uh, of course, drone technology is exploded. I, I have a little drone that's kind yeah. of fun to play with. Do you, have, do you have a license for that, Dave? I, I don't. In fact, if I fly too high near the near the base <laughs> over here, I get lots of trouble. You're going to get an aviation yeah. ticket yeah, and I, put your ass in jail. Oh, my word. I tell you. But, but think about from a surveillance perspective. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if the, the, the war in Ukraine is being fought, to a great extent by drones. So right. at first Ukraine had a had a an advantage, and now Russia has an advantage in terms of their drones coming and raining death down on people. But can you imagine drones flying all over the city so you can't go anywhere without, you know, uh, I've seen the videos again in, in China, which you know we're we're asked yeah. uh, we have aspirations of becoming this, where yeah. there there was drones and you had to like show a, a QR code oh, yeah. that showed that your your vaccine status was correct, right. your your credit, your social your credit social score was credit correct. Score, yeah. Um, and there was like a third category. We had to show this thing and the drone would scan it. Yeah. And if it, if it popped red for whatever reason, like green was go, yep. red was, was not, um, like the drone would come down and like, like, like corral you off the to different be, path where yeah. you like get you back into your approved area. Yeah. I, I don't remember like context of it, but, um, yeah, drone surveillance and all that. Well, and like, that connects to the social credit score because right. that's another one that you think about America. We're freedom loving and we're we're independent, and but you know the government would love to have all yeah. of us with our social credit score. They determine the criteria. Yeah, and is Dave approved to do this, to buy this, to go there? Yeah. Well, it depends. On, well, Dave said something on Facebook the other day. We don't approve of that. So therefore, yeah. you you're you're uh, you're fined X amount of money, or your your taxes go up, or you you're restricted within a five mile radius of this spot right here. That's something we you know no, nah, they'll never do that, but. I think, you know, what's interesting, just kind of to segue to it, uh, uh, how this is a little bit different now. In previous 
centuries for sure, maybe even decades to some degree. You know, when you did that to Davy Crockett and Kit Carson, yeah, they just left. They went out yeah. to the wilderness and they just like went out and created a life away from all that nonsense right. and got away from those imbeciles who were trying to control their life and telling exactly. them they should live in the cities. And you know, the debate of city life versus country life is older than our country. Sure, exactly. Uh, when they when they would be pushed too far, they'd just say screw you and they'd leave. Oh, and they would yeah. they would go out in in the woods. They live yeah. in the woods. You can't really do that anymore. No. Like like the the areas you could do like you're you could live off grid, I suppose. Um but it's 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 much more limited where, yeah. where people are confined where they it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out differently. I gotta imagine that people are not gonna be any less resistant to that stuff. Right. Those things have been around for centuries. Right. But their ability to flee that and like go and just like do their own thing and be left alone, that is dramatically different. Well, that's what you wonder if there will be actual collective action. Because an individual, it's hard for an individual to resist that. The only way that really gets resisted if there's really collective outrage and collective action, yeah. like the Boston Tea Party. If it's like if if people are incrementally uh, you know, drug. No, we're just tracking your how yeah. fast you drive in your car with the drones. That's all we're doing. We're not. Yeah. We're not doing anything more with that. Well, but there then, was a thing in England where they were taking that people were like uh, pirating the care. Like, not pirating. They were like destroying the cameras that were like doing em emissions testing or something like that oh, for the cars. Sure, yeah. so, what was it? What was it with that? Like they were measuring how much exhaust they had or right. carbon for, or for whatever. Carbon emissions. Whatever that, how they had sense. But they. But there's just like band of pirates going around and knocking all those cameras yeah, down. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the, I, the human instinct to resist that stuff is pretty strong. It, yeah. It, 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 the, there's, yeah. And I think it is that tipping point thing. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. Now it's not okay. Right. Just, and so I think that's kind of how those things happen, but it is one of those things I expect to, they'll, they'll push as far as they can, they'll push as far as we let them. Yeah. And that's, you know, hopefully our podcast and our, our, our message to the future helps Kenny G recognize that unchanging part of, of human nature yeah. that says we'll put up with it until we won't and attempt to move the, we won't back closer to the point where the outrages begin. Yeah. Unless, unless AI has totally infiltrated the human spirit by the time Kenny G's well, then that's I don't the imagine, <laughs> I don't imagine that that'll be the case in, in a couple of generations, but who knows? I got to imagine hearing guys like me and you talk about that kind of stuff. They're, they're going to have some similarities in just relating. I hope yeah. that there's some relatability. They will see like what we're talking about now and how this drastic difference in yeah. 15 short years. And we said uh, countless times or thought countless times, it would never happen to us. Right. <laughs> and, yet, and yet here we are. Well, and it's just because human nature, the, the thing that we can commit it, we don't know what the future is going to look like. They're going to have warp drive and transporters and Star Trek and all that. But what we, what we do know is in theory, at least there'll be humans in the future. Yeah. And humans, you know, humans today, humans 500 years ago, humans 10,000 years ago, but you know, the technology and the, the trappings and, and yeah. all that's different, but humans are still humans and we've always been humans and we're probably going to always be humans. Right. You know, unless we engineer ourselves out of, out of our base instincts or something, but yeah, good luck with that. We'll, we'll screw that up too. Like, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we always have these grand aspirations. Like we were talking before about yeah. like, like all these, like, like you mentioned, I think you mentioned Hitler last time, like, uh, have these grand aspirations, yeah. these things, but when they, in the execute, when it comes out of the execution, we always, we always, always it. it up. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, you know, after world war one, there's supposed to be no more wars because we don't, right. That. We've moved right. beyond that. Right. You know? For sure. And we did pretty well since then, I think, <laughs> yeah, for, you know, like, a couple years. The number of people who died since that statement or that, that collective thought was the number of people who died after that versus right. before that. I'm going to guess it's considerably higher, substantially higher, <laughs> substantially higher. Absolutely. That's funny. Yeah. 
All right. Well, happy new year to you, Dave. And you too, Brian. Uh, I'm excited about um, uh, continuing to do this. I got to say, though, looking at 2024, I'm not excited about. 20- I, no. I, I keep reminding myself what we said a few weeks ago was like, it's it's going to be like going through a divorce. Yeah. You're going to say, I'm so glad I did it. It was the best thing that could have happened. No way in hell I wouldn't do that. Yes, that again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of yeah. feel like that's what this is heading towards. And yeah, it's scary and it's frustrating, uh, but it's also exciting. Like this is stuff that's going to have to be resolved. And yep. each each time we've gone through this, we've come on the other side better collectively. And, and that's and, that's and that's the aspiration because I we think, have gone through it before. Yeah, many I think times. That's the, only, the, the, the thing I keep trying to remind myself is, yes, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And hopefully, if the trend continues, we'll come out of it better than we went in. Exactly. On that positive note, if you want to call it that, <laughs> um, don't forget to go to unsilentpodcast.com or go to our, our Rumble uh, channel. You can check out the videos there. We'd love to hear your perspective, especially on this. Like, if what do you think, people listening to this, what do you think the things are that we're going to look back and say, I can't believe they did that after all the times I said they would never do that? Like, what's yes. the thing that you think is going to be coming in the next couple of years? We're going to look back and say, I can't believe they really did that after I thought they would never do that. Uh, we, exactly. Dave and I gave a couple examples. Love to hear what you guys think about that. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective. Like, tell Kenny G from your perspective, the guy who's living in the year 2090, middle aged person at that time, or Jenny G, if you want to talk to her instead, what is this moment like for you? How are Dave and I mischaracterizing what this is like for you? We'd love to hear your opinion. We'd love to be able to have this just be kind of a, a chronicle, ongoing chronicle of what this, what this, we all know this is an important moment in history. Yep. Uh, we'd love to be able to like articulate what this is like for future generations so they can kind of get a sense of who we were. And, if we're wiped out by nuclear annihilation, they will have some kind of record of what we were like. And uh, hopefully it doesn't come to all that. Anyhow, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Do you want to be on silent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion. 